Amen. What a wonderful Savior he is. Amen. Not only did he save our souls, but he made a provision for the healing of our bodies. And he gave us joy and he gave us peace and gave us mercy. The God of a second chance. And what a wonderful, what a wonderful privilege it is to, to serve a living God. And so many people serve gods of our imaginations. And, but I'm so glad that we serve the living God tonight. And he's still able to speak to us and reveal himself to us and, and open our hearts to his word that we could not only understand who he is, but that we could understand who we are. Because, see, I believe that's what we're coming to in this hour. The, the purpose of the message and the bringing of Elijah was not that God could show us who Brother Branham was, but that God could show us who we are through the message of Brother Branham. Amen. And, and faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so when you see these mysteries that had been hidden in the back part of God's mind before the foundation of the world, and then there's a generation comes up on the earth that's able to comprehend or able to receive these great mysteries into their life, then we see that it's time for those things to be manifested. And, and then as we begin to realize that, then we realize that we're not just an organization nor a denomination, and we're certainly not a cult like they say that we are, but actually what we are is Him made flesh in this day. Amen. Amen. That's who the bride is. And that's what the message come to tell us. That's what we're a part of. Amen. That's our spiritual DNA. Amen. So what a privilege it is. What a thanksgiving. Amen. Brother Brandon said, what a thanksgiving that was, but what a thanksgiving this is. Amen. To, to be able to look upon these things and to, to feast at, a, at, at the table of the master, a seven-course meal of revelation. Amen. To, to bring forth the faith that will change our bodies. And I tell you, the, you get a little bit of age on you, you start to appreciate body change talk. <laughs> Amen. We know that to be the truth. May the Lord bless you. I trust you had a wonderful, wonderful Thanksgiving. If you have your Bibles tonight, turn with us to the book of Luke. We want to read from uh, Luke chapter 13, verse 34. We count it an honor to be home with you this weekend and just uh, look forward to what the Lord will have for us and trust that it will be a blessing to you and that we, can, that we can just tell it the way we received it. You know? so sometimes you get to looking at it and you, you jump up and you run around the table and you sit back down and you think, man, if I could just bring it the way that I see it. And so I trust that the Lord will help us that. And you minister brothers, brother, you, you know what I'm talking about. And so we just trust that the, the Lord will help us and we can get our nerves out of the way and He'll just speak to us tonight. Amen. Amen. Luke chapter 13, verse 34. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, which killeth the prophets and stoneth them that are sent unto thee. How often, how often would, would I have gathered thy children together? As a hen doth gather her brew under her wings, and ye would not. Ain't that sad? Behold, your house is left unto you desolate. Verily I say unto you, ye shall not see me till the time come when ye shall say, Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Let us bow our heads. I want to speak to you tonight for a few minutes on the day of visitation. The day of visitation. 
Heavenly Father, Lord, we're just thankful together here this evening in your name, Lord. We just love you, Father. We thank you for your word. Lord, we just pray tonight that you would take this thought, Lord, break it to the hearts of your children, dear God, that they could see the hour that we're living in a little clearer. Lord, when we look into the pattern of the word, it's just astounding, dear God, when we see that it lays out the very hour, almost to the moment of time that we're living in, Lord. And I pray tonight, Father, may we take these things into our heart, Lord, that it would make us more consecrated, and that it would make us better sons and daughters, that, that we would be more thankful, dear God, for that which you have given us tonight. And Lord, may your word go forth in the building tonight, and Lord, may it touch those in need, Father, those that would be sick or afflicted. May the word touch them tonight, Lord, as we've seen you do so many times at the ministering of the word, Lord, that afflictions leave your children. And Father, we know faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And break the bread of life to us tonight, Lord. We'll be careful to give you the praise and the honor and the glory. For we ask these things in Jesus' name. And the bride says, Amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated this evening. Now in John chapter 5 verse 46 we find our Lord saying this. He was speaking to them. He said, for if you, if you had believed Moses, you would have believed me. For he wrote of me. But if you believe not his writings, how shall you believe my words? He said, you, you, you talk about Moses your prophet. But if you would have believed what Moses was saying, you would have to believe me. If you really believed the message books of Moses. If you would have really believed the words of Moses' message, you would have to believe me. For the very words of Moses speaks who I am. And we find in our scripture reading. And it just, it, it, it breaks my heart. I, my wife tells me I'm sentimental, and I, I guess I am, but I'm glad I'm soft-hearted. I'm glad God can squeeze my heart and the juice comes out my eyes. I'm, I'm not ashamed of that. But we find in our scripture reading this evening that it was, it was the greatest time that Israel had ever known. And yet it was one of the saddest times that Israel had ever known. And you say, how can that be? How can it be one of the greatest times of Israel and yet one of the saddest times? It was the greatest time because Israel was getting the very prophet that Moses said would come. They were receiving the very promised word made flesh for their day. The word promised for a certain time made manifest is the true light for that hour. So they were receiving their light for their hour. The very light of their hour was now shining. And yet it was the saddest time because they were missing the day of their visitation. For Jesus was the very words of Moses made manifest among them. He was the furtherance of Moses' message unveiled. Jesus was the understanding of what Moses said. What Moses had spoke in future tense had now became present truth. 
they made the fatal mistake of getting their eyes on the messenger and not the message. They got so caught up in the messenger and missed the very message that he brought. Brother Brandon said time and time again, don't look at the messenger, look at his message. Love, 1957. Don't look at the messenger. Look at the message I'm talking about. Go tell, 1960. Don't believe me, I'm a man. But you believe what I'm telling you. Believe the message. If you don't believe the messenger, believe the message. If a man walked in the room and there was a telegram, no matter what the man looked like or who he was, big or small or little, you believe what's on the telegram, not the man. God sent me to tell you, I have a message. Absolute 1963. God bless you. It's all over the building. Thank you. I'm only telling you the truth, friends. Don't let it pass by you. Don't let it pass by you. Don't miss your day of visitation. Don't let it pass by you. I'm not claiming I'm nothing. I'm your brother. Don't you pay any attention to the messenger. You watch the message. Don't watch the messenger. God will take it away from you. He'll share his glory with nobody. As our brother saying. That's right. Don't you watch the messenger. You watch the message. They failed to see the light of their day because they were blinded by the glare of Moses' day. Moses was the light for his hour. But when Jesus came, he became the light. And Moses became a glare. <laughs> because the word had advanced. And they failed to move with the unveiling of the word. We can't get hung up in 65. We've got to move with the unveiling of the word. Amen. Amen. Moses was the light for his hour. But when Jesus came, he became the light. And Moses became a glare because the word had advanced. Turn on the light, the prophet said, let me tell you, don't refuse the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ, which brings the warming rays of the Holy Ghost upon you. It makes you a new creature in Christ Jesus. Don't try to walk in some glare of another age. Now that glare might have been all right in another age. It might have been all right for them. It proved so in the day of our Lord. He was the scriptural light of that day. He was the light. He wasn't the light until he come on the earth to vindicate the... Oh, hallelujah. He wasn't the light until he came on the earth to vindicate the promised word. Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. Why? He came on the earth to vindicate the promised word. Amen. And then he said, you're the light of the world. When do we become the light of the world? When we come on the earth, hallelujah, to vindicate the promised word. Hallelujah. Whose word? Whose word? Our word. The word spoke of us. Amen. Amen. Oh, God, have mercy. How that resounds in my soul. Amen. Look at the pattern of the word. 
He wasn't the light. He wasn't the light until he come on the earth to vindicate the promised word. He said, John was a bright and shining light. And you love to walk in his light for a season. Certainly because John had been prophesied by Isaiah 712 years before his birth. A voice of one crying in the wilderness. So Malachi, the last of the prophets, 400 years before his coming, in the third chapter of Malachi prophesied saying, Behold, I send my messenger before my face to prepare the way. And here was John on the earth making that written word live. And that made him the light of that hour. He was the voice of one crying in the wilderness, preparing the way before the Messiah. Jesus said, you love to walk in his light because he was that light, bright and shining light. John said, now I must decrease. My light must go out. Because why? I've served my time. That's prophesied of me. Hear ye him. He's the one, he said. Follow him. John was that light spoken of by the prophets came on the scene hallelujah he was the manifestation of the prophets words the voice of one crying in the wilderness that produced the light of that hour the vindicated word made flesh but when he served his purpose his reason for coming it was not to point the people to himself he come to point the people to Christ and when he done that he said now I'll decrease so that he may increase Hallelujah. Jesus said, if you'd have believed Moses, you would have believed me, for he wrote of me. (laughs) Moses said, the Lord your God shall raise up a prophet like it unto me. Jesus could have said, it's me. Amen. Hallelujah. If you believe not his writings, if you believe not his writings, how? Shall you believe my words? You say Moses is our prophet. We believe every word that Moses said. God thought it. Moses spoke it. And we believe it. And the very ones that said that. Are you hearing me tonight? The very ones that said that. We have Moses to our prophet. Moses is our prophet. We believe what Moses said. They rejected Jesus by saying Moses is our prophet. Moses is our prophet. We believe what Moses said. And Jesus said if you'd even known Moses. You would have known me. For Moses spoke of me. Amen. He spoke of my day, and here it is. He said it would come, and it's here now, amen. How could they have done that? How could those religious leaders, Brother Terry, that knew that word forwards and backwards, that knew every quote, you could start the quote, they could finish the quote. How could they have done such a thing? What would cause such religious group of men to make such a fatal mistake? Moses is our prophet. We believe Moses. Matter of fact, there ain't no use for nobody else to speak. Just let Moses speak. How could they do that? How could people that was pointed as religious leaders 
make such statements. Brother Branham said in Satan's Eden, when Jesus come, see, Satan was in that bunch of Jewish teachers and rabbis and priests trying to tell them to keep the law of Moses when the very word said in that day the son of man would be revealed and the word was playing on out the word was unfolding on out the season of the son of man had come and they were denying the people the revelation of the word by pointing them back to Moses and failing to see that what Moses prophesied of was standing right in front of them Who done that? What were they anointed by? Satan. The devil. If you amen or not, it's the God's truth. Satan's more religious. He's a very religious being. He quoted Eve 99.9% of the truth. Amen. Amen. Satan trying to keep them looking back instead of walking in present light. Oh, my brother, my sister, could it be that we're living in the hour once again when Satan are anointing people, trying to point the people back to something else and denying them the ability to walk in present light? They're doing the same thing today, friends. Constantly trying to get you to look back to what he's done and trying to get you to miss what he's doing. God, listen, listen what he says about the bride. Yes, sir, the prophet said, lay out to see a church age. The church, not talking about the bride now, the church. You know, there's a church and then there's a church. I'm not talking about the church, I'm talking about the church. Yes, sir, the church is no longer the mouthpiece of God. It is its own mouthpiece. So God is turning on her. He will confound her through the prophet and the bride. Not just the prophet, not just Malachi 4, but the bride who has become the prophet's message. Oh, hallelujah. He will confound her through the prophet and the bride for the voice of God will be in her. Then who is trying to silence the voice of God that's in the fivefold ministry? Because the fivefold ministry makes up the bride. She and his, amen. The ministry is also a part of the bride. And the voice of God is in the bride. Then who is trying to silence the bride? The same one that's tried to silence the bridegroom. When they said, listen to Moses and not this fellow right here. We've got Moses to our prophet. We don't want none of this man. We don't want this ministry. And he said, if you even knew Moses, you would have known me. You talk about following Moses. You talk about saying what he said. You don't even know what he said. The voice of God will be in her. 
who's trying to silence her, the same one who tried to silence the bridegroom. But the voice of God will be in his bride. Yes, it is, he said. For it says in the last chapter of Revelations, verse 17, the spirit and the bride say, come. The spirit and the bride say, come. Then it's not play come. It's say, come. Once more, the world will hear direct from God as at Pentecost. But of course, the word bride will be rejected as in the first age. The voice of God will be in the bride, but she will be rejected just like they rejected the bridegroom. And how did they reject the bridegroom? Hanging on to what they said was Moses' teachings. Oh, God, friends, do you see where we're at? God, the prophet said, has raised up others and gone on through the years until the last stage. There is again, there is again. In the last stage, there is again another people in the land. Another people in the land. Not another person. Another people. Who under their messenger will be the final voice to the final age. Why? She echoes out what he said. Amen. We're not bringing another doctrine. We're not bringing another ideal. We are just expounding on the unveiling of the word that he spoke. Amen. Coming into our inheritance. Coming into our position. Amen. Amen. Be again a people in the land who under their messenger will be the final voice to the final age. It's God. It's God manifested in flesh. Whose flesh? Whose flesh? Again in the last days, there'll be another people in the land who will be the final voice. God manifested in flesh. Whose flesh? God manifested in flesh. Now in the flesh of his bride. Amen. For the bride and the husband. The bride and the husband is the same self flesh. These two are one. And the church is becoming the bride all the time by believing the word so that the word and the church becomes the same. The same word, hallelujah, in the church making it the bride. The last sign, God identifying himself. The last sign, God identifying himself. God identifying himself in the flesh of his bride. The last sign, God identifying himself, the word in the church, in me. The word in the church, in me. If I do not the works of my father, they don't believe me. But if I do the works, I and my father are one. When you see me, you have seen the father. Is that not what he said? That's what the bridegroom said. And the same word speaks for the bridegroom. Speaks also for the bride. Amen. Amen. The 
prophet said, when you see the word made manifest, you see Father God. When you see, oh God, that's so good. When you see the word made manifest, you see the Father God. Because the word is the Father. The word is God. The last visit of God to the Gentiles will be in the ministry of his bride. In the Laodicea age of Israel, Israel's Laodicea age, what did they receive? God in flesh, in a ministry, in a body called Jesus. The ministry of Jesus Christ. God made flesh. And once again, in the Laodicea age of the Gentiles, once more, God is manifested in flesh in a body called the bride. Mrs. Jesus Christ. Oh, glory to God, I feel like speaking Apache. Amen. The last visit of God to the Gentiles will be the ministry of his bride. Don't miss it as Israel did in their Laodicea age. They missed it. Hanging on to what they said was the prophet's message. And they didn't even understand what Moses said. God, friends, it's sad, it breaks your heart. Catching the pattern of the word. If you catch the pattern of the word, you can see. We got together with Cheryl's family last weekend down in Gatlinburg just, just to get together for Christmas and Thanksgiving and all that stuff combined. And we was down there. And so they pulled out a puzzle. And we was trying to work the puzzle. You know how I was trying to work it? I was looking at the image on the box. I was trying to catch the pattern because if you catch the pattern you know where that piece goes oh God well hallelujah if you catch the pattern of the word you know where that piece goes you're not trying to put a centerpiece in the corner catching the pattern of his word God has promised in his word how he would choose his bride in the last day. Did you know that? He promised it. How he would do it. And it's by his original plan. Of choosing Christ. Now listen closely. The prophet said God will choose his bride. By the original plan. Of how he chose Christ. Or the groom. He would choose his bride by the original plan of choosing Christ, of choosing the time, choosing the season. He can't miss it on his bride because she's part of the word. He simply lets the word play out again. And when the word plays out again, it produces the same thing it produced the first time. God in flesh. Amen. 
He promised he would do it by the original plan of choosing Christ, choosing time, choosing, choosing the season. He can't miss it on his bride because she's a part of the word. He can't choose the bride by denomination. You know why? Because he didn't choose Christ by denomination. Did Christ come to denomination? Did he come by denomination? No. He was beyond the camp. They rejected him. That's what they done. That's what the denomination done then. Then what would the denominations do now? They'll reject the bride just like they rejected the groom. Because she'll come the original way. Oh God. Oh, I'm trying to behave. I just feel it bubbling in my soul. He can't choose the bride by denomination when he didn't choose Christ by denomination. Amen. The bride can't come any other way than the way he come. The bride can't come any other way than the way he come. So how did he bring Christ here? By the word of the prophets. How will he bring his bride here? By the word of the prophets. So the bride will be the written word of the prophets made flesh. How did he identify him, the bridegroom? How did he identify Christ when he come? By a man with the spirit of Elijah upon him. Coming out of the wilderness. How will he identify his bride? He promised in Malachi 4 the same thing. Behold, I send you Elijah. A man with the spirit of Elijah upon him. And what will he do? He will introduce the bride. Just as Malachi 3 introduced the groom, Malachi 4 introduces the bride. Oh God. When in the Laodicea of the age of Israel, when in the Laodicea age of the Gentiles, it's the pattern of the word. That piece goes right there. Then we see Jesus climbing upon Mount Olive. Looking over Jerusalem, weeping. Coming down to the end of his ministry, realizing he's rejected. Amen. You see, the first year of his ministry, they received him gladly. The second year, they started finding fault. Six months into the third year, three years, six months, they reject him and crucify him. The very ones who said they believed Moses' message. The message followers of Moses crucified the bridegroom. Three years and six months into his ministry, 
they crucified. They crucified the very message of Moses' prophecy made flesh. We have Moses to our prophet. This man here, we know not from whence he came. Moses is our prophet. We have Moses. What a sad thing it is to embrace the messenger and reject his message. Belt buckle, pitchers, eagles. To embrace the messenger. Name the kids after him. Name their daughters after his daughter. And reject his message. We believe every word. Moses said. And the very word of Moses was made flesh and stood before them and they rejected him and crucified him. And they were anointed by the devil to do it. It was Israel's greatest hour. And yet, it was their saddest hour. When you see that a visitation can come, that God can come down in flesh and walk among people. And some see it and some don't. And both of them follows the same message. You think of the maniac of Gadara. When Jesus crossed the stormy sea, I think we preached on that the last time we was here. When he crossed the stormy sea to go to that man who cut himself. Because one soul wanted to be delivered. And when Jesus went there and performed such a miracle. Because none of their education programs had done anything for that man. Every one of their religious ideas had failed that man. But here come one who put him in his right mind. Who could do that but God? And that man said, let me go with you. Please let me go with you. You know why? Because when they saw what God did, they asked Jesus to leave. They were more happy with their hogs than they were with a visitation of God in flesh. <laughs> Think of that, friends. If they could have only realized. I would, I would rather have him in my house than a thousand hogs with you, of course. felt more at home with their hogs and the devils than they did with the Lord Jesus. They wanted their hogs. They asked him to leave. The prophet said that's the way it is. And our people would rather stay in an old, stale, formal, ungodly, indifferent condition than to put up with a little wildfire. So I'd rather have it a thousand to one, the prophet said. Think of it. The woman with the blood issue had spent all of her money. And the doctor said it couldn't help her. But when she saw Jesus, quickly she saw something. 
She called, this is my time. This is my hour of visitation. This is the only hope if I could but touch the hem of his garment. She recognized her visitation. She knew that was more than a man. That was God in flesh. And faith in that man produced words of inspiration from her being. It wasn't Peter that said, listen to me, come here, touch his garment, you'll be made whole. It wasn't Jesus saying, here, come touch my garment. He didn't say it, Jesus didn't say it, Peter didn't say it. Who said, if I but touch the hem of his garment? It wasn't Peter, it wasn't Jesus, it was her. Amen. By faith, hallelujah, by inspiration, she spoke words. Amen. And created the very situation she spoke. Why? How could she do that? Because she recognized her day. She touched his garment. He turned and said, who touched me? For I felt virtue leave my body. And a woman with a blood issue for 12 years went home well. She didn't even touch his flesh. She never shook his hand. She never hugged his neck. She never kissed his foot. She just touched his garment. But the Roman soldiers, they handled him. They stripped his robe off of him. They smacked him around. They grabbed him by the arms. They grabbed him by the beard. They smacked him. They touched him. Amen. They touched him. But they felt no virtue at all. Why? They failed to see their hour of visitation. Away with such a one. Away with that kind of ministry. Can you imagine that Roman soldier, the greatest hour of his life, to stand before the Son of God? What would any of us give tonight if we could have been there? Man, was such a great privilege to stand there before the Son of God. And he missed his visitation. Instead of receiving virtue, he received condemnation. America will be judged for rejecting the ministry of Jesus Christ in his bride. Woe to those who post on the internet against his bride. And every hour and every day and every season, there are some who catches him. They see him. They see him. They see him in whatever form he would appear in. Are you with me? Same God. He just changes his mask. The God. Listen to me. Thank you, Lord. God's not known by the characteristics of his mask. He's known by his characteristics. When you see God acting and doing what God does, you've seen God. When you've seen the word manifested, you have seen the Father. Amen. Regardless of what the mask looks like, whether it's a groom or whether it's a bride, it's still him. 
are those who see him. And there are those who misses him. He passes right by them. And they don't realize it. Till he's gone. You know, I've often thought of the black girl down in Arkansas that was blind. Remember, she heard, heard on the radio that, that, the, that the man had, had, had received his eyesight. I believe the man was from up in Gibson, Missouri, somewhere up in that area. Been down there at the meetings there in Jonesboro. She was down in Memphis. Her daddy heard it on the radio. He got the money and brought the girl there. You know the story. He told her, said, you stay right here. I'll go find the healer and bring him to you. She got separated from her daddy, the crowd, and all that. And Brother Branham said he was at the pulpit seven, eight days. Said, I'd stay, I, I vowed to stay there until I prayed for every sick person. He said, at the end of seven days, there was just as many as it was the first day. People coming from everywhere to be prayed for. No monitors, no iPhones, no Facebook, no Instagram. So nobody knew really what he looked like. They just heard there was a man praying for the sick and they come to see what they called the healer. And the prophet said they come and brought him out of the building and brought him around to an ambulance where a woman they said was dead. And he said he prayed for the woman. You know the story. And the life come back into her. He said, I got out of the ambulance and said, Brother Branham, we'll never get you back the way you come. But she said, the footsteps of the righteous are ordered of the Lord. So we can't get you back. So they took me around this way. They was bringing me around this way. And that's where he bumped into that girl that was blind. But on the way to get back in the building, he was passing by hundreds of people who was looking for him. And they never even knew it. He might have said, excuse me, I'm sorry. You know, I'm kind of short here. Excuse me. Would you move? We're trying to get in there to see the healer. And the very one they was wanting to see was passing right through them. Could it be that Jesus comes and sits right on the pew beside you and you miss it because all you see is your brother, all you see is your sister, and you fail to recognize it's Christ in the flesh of his bride today doing the same thing he done when he was here. Amen. What are we really looking for? Think of it, friends. Goes right over the top of the people's heads. They miss seeing it. But prophet said, that's the bad part. If they only knew. Jesus said, if you'd only known your day. If you'd only knew. Jerusalem. Jerusalem. How off. I would have hovered you. As a hen. That's a brew. But you. Would not. It wasn't you, Brother Terry. Repair it wasn't him. He would have done it. I would have gathered you. Amen. That's a hint. Someone sent me a clip the other day of a hawk trying to get one of the hen's little chicks. She wore that hawk out. I thought, oh my, that's exactly what he was saying. I would have brought you under my wings. I would have protected you. I would have kept the crows off of you. I would have kept the hawks off you. I would have... You would have been mine and I would have been yours. If you had only known your day of visitation. It's always been that way. If you had only known. But the visitation goes right through. 
the people are looking way over here or over there or somewhere else for something else. And the first thing you know, the visitation is over. And one day they wake up and realize, I missed it. Set right there by the water and never got wet. To be right there where it was playing out. To be in the crowd as he was passing through. And missed it. Because they're looking for a ball contract or a singing contract or some kind of multi-million dollar whatever. Had their eyes on the wrong thing. Think of it, friends. He was right here. And I missed it. You see, by rejecting the day of your visitation, it separates you from God. Jesus said unto them, if you were blind, you would have no sin. But because you say we see, therefore your sin remains. Jesus upon the Mount of Olives weeping because they missed their day of visitation. How oh, I would have gathered you. I would have loved you. I would have protected you. I would have comforted you. I called, but you would not answer. I piped to you, but you would not answer. Behold, your hour has come. Your house is left desolate. Did it happen? Did not Titus surround the city? The nations united of their armies together. Israel united herself together and banded herself together that they would not believe Jesus to be the Messiah. Look at what they did. They united themselves together to disbelieve that Jesus was the Messiah. All the while saying, Moses, we believe. Moses, we believe. Yeah, we know Moses said the Lord will raise up a prophet, but that ain't you. That's not you. They rejected him and turned him out and crucified him. They rejected the salvation that was sent to them and they united themselves together to do it. Uniting themselves together to reject the message of the hour. Religious leaders of that hour telling the people to reject this Jesus message. Shouting and screaming and clapping. And saying Moses is our prophet. You understand what I'm saying, friends? Do you not see the pattern repeating today? They are uniting themselves together by the thousands. Screaming and shouting and jumping and just push play and obey. And we believe the prophet. But the very prophet they say they believe, this is what he said would happen. It's happening. They're uniting themselves together, rejecting the message. Under the umbrella, under the umbrella of the messenger, Moses is our prophet. They boiled their own children and ate them because they sieged Jerusalem. 
and waited till they starved themselves to death. Isaiah 10, 3 said, what will you do in the day of visitation? What will you do in the day of visitation? In the desolation which shall come from afar, to whom will you flee for help? Where will you leave your glory? Prophet said, I feel the Spirit cry out again. I feel the Holy Spirit crying out, America, America! Right. Oh, would the Holy Spirit give you a real help porn of a revival? How he would have gathered you and held you in safety. But I believe you didn't understand your day of visitation. You scorned the prophets, you put them in jail. You called them fanatics. Cults. How off I would have took you. How off I would have took you. You wouldn't even need an army. We wouldn't even need an army. The Holy Spirit would have fought our battles. But you would not. Behold, your house is left desolate. Friends. I'm not into politics. You vote for whoever you want. That's your God-given American rights. You vote for whoever you think will be the best for this country. But I'm telling you right now, our government is in trouble. I stood out in Sedona the other day. I stood out looking at how well before God. I said, Lord, I'm so sorry for what we have done to this country. This beautiful country you gave us. God wept over Jerusalem. The same God that wept over Jerusalem wept over America. And the prophet said, now that same, that same God has turned from your lawyer to your judge. A few years ago I was in a meeting. There's about 600 or 700 in this meeting. I preached so hard that night. I gave an altar call. Everyone sat and looked at me. Nobody moved. I gave a call. Everybody just said, just. So I stood there. I thought, what should I do? I know the message was a convicting message. You should have touched someone. And while I was standing there, I just heard a voice speaking in my ear. I piped, and they would not dance. I called, and they refused my word. And I heard this voice said, read the scripture to them. And I said, Lord, you know, thoughts go through your mind. Brother Terry, you know that, Brother West, you preach. Thoughts go through your mind sometimes. These things was going through my mind. And I thought, Lord, if that's you, if it's you and not me, and you want me to read that scripture, let me turn to it. And I opened my Bible, and it fell right on the scripture. And I begin to read, how long, ye simple ones, will you love simplicity? And the scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. Turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you, and I will make known my words unto you. 
Because I have called and ye refused. I have stretched out my hand and no man regarded. But ye have said it not all my counsel and would none of my reproof. I will also, I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock you when your fear cometh. When your fear cometh as desolation and your destruction cometh as a whirlwind. When your distress and anguish cometh upon you. Then shall they call upon me. But I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me. For they that hated knowledge and did not choose to fear the Lord, they would none of my counsel. They despised all my reproof. Therefore shall they eat the fruit of their own way and be filled with their own devices. Yes, right. For the turning away of the simple shall slay them, and the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. But whoso hearkeneth unto me shall dwell safely. And shall be quiet from the fear of evil. And when I read that last verse, there was a man towards the back. He let out a scream. He didn't come walking. This man come running with a full speed run from the back scream of the loud of his voice. And he come running. And as he started running and passing pews, people started emptying out. It was, I've never seen nothing like it. Here this man coming behind him. A whole multitude begin to gather. As he passed each pew, more people begin to come. When he hit the altar, they come in behind him. And the whole altar filled up with people. And they begin to cry. And they begin to scream. And they begin to seek out God. Because why? They realized God had visited them through the simplicity of a little country preacher that don't even know a pronoun from a noun. But God was using his people. Don't turn him away. Don't miss. Don't miss your turning point. Don't miss your day of visitation. The same pillar of fire that led Brother Branham is now leading his bride. How off I would have gathered you. Don't turn me away. Don't wake up one day and realize I missed it. Can you imagine? People sat right here in these pews. And one day realize they missed it. Like the man who read about diamonds. You know the story. Sold everything to go find diamonds. He ended up losing his wife, losing his children, lost everything. Spent all of his money, died homeless in the street, and never found one diamond. The desire of his heart was to find diamonds. Diamonds, he read about it, and that was his only desire, was to find these diamonds that he read about. And he died without his desire ever being fulfilled. But the man who bought his farm was plowing in the back and struck a rock. And one of the biggest diamond mines in South Africa was found on the man's property. The very thing he was looking for. The very thing he desired. It was in his own backyard the whole time. And the thing that can bring you comfort, young people, the thing that can bring you peace, the thing that can bring you joy, I'm telling you, in the name of the Lord, it's right here, right now. How off, how off I would have gathered thee. I would have gathered your children as a hen gathers her brew, but you would not weeping because he wanted to gather them. He wanted them under his wings. 
That's where he wants us tonight. That's his desire for us tonight. He sent this message to gather us. Where the eagles are. Where the carcasses there with the eagles. Be gathered together. That's where he wants me tonight. That's where he wants us. He's under his wings. Young people, mom and daddy, all of us, from me to the back, let's not miss our day of visitation. Let's not just say we have Brother Branham to our prophet and fail to become the message he brought. Every year the world creeps in more and more. People are doing things now they would have never done 10 years ago. Don't just say, well, we believe the message. That's what they said. But they missed the message. Because the message wasn't really a tape or a book. It was a person. The first thing the Lord ever spoke to me when I become saved, I rose up on the side of my bed one morning, just a young boy, and a voice spoke to me and said, this message is Jesus Christ. I asked God to forgive me because I didn't understand it. I said, Lord, and then I said, no, that's exactly right. That's what he come to produce. This message produced Jesus Christ in Brother Brennan's ministry. It produced it in his life. And if I live this message, it'll produce it in me. It'll produce it in you. Amen. Psalm said, he shall cover thee with his feathers. And under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and thy buckler. I've told this many a time, but when Jessica was little, ever since the accident, she's, you, you notice her, she always, she always stays real close to me and sure always with one of us or the other all the time. So we was out here in the parking lot and it was in the lower lot, and they was, you know, how the cars come around the top and swing around the bottom. She's about six year old, and I was walking with her just a few years after the accident. I had a little nickname, I call her Kai. I said, Kai, there's a car coming. But tell you what she did. She took her finger, she stuck it right there in my pocket. Well, she'd done that. Do you know what I did? I gathered her under my wing. I immediately put my arm around her. You know what? Really, even you know, because she trusted me. I was her father. She knew I would take care of her till the storm passed by. I was her father. I was her protection. And as long as she could feel me near her, she knew she had the assurance that the danger would pass because she was under daddy's wings. Under his wings. 
What comforting words to be under his wings. You know, men, they build bomb shelters out of concrete and steel rebar and miles deep into the earth, big, thick concrete barriers, and they call them bomb shelters. God builds his bomb shelters too. But his is made out of feathers. I tell you, feathers feel a whole lot softer than concrete. Feathers feel a whole lot more personal than concrete. To be up under his wings. Under his wings, he watches over us. He leads us. He loves us. He forgives us. He restores us. He takes us under his wings. The protection of a mother over her young is found in Deuteronomy. It clearly speaks of the care that God has for his children. For it says in Deuteronomy 32, 11, As the eagle stirreth up her nest, fluttereth over her young, spreadeth them abroad on her wings, taketh them and beareth them on her wings. And that's the way he done us. He found us in a desert or a barnyard. Drinking from a broken cistern or a denomination. Howling in the wilderness with no guide, no pilot. Lost, the prophet said, floating on the sea of life. But he took us under his wings. He gave us the garment of the Holy Ghost. He gave us the wine of the stimulation, a revelation of the bread of his word. And David said in Psalm 17, 8, He keeps me as the apple of his eye and hides me under the shadow of of thy wings. Even the shadow of his wings, there's refuge from the wicked. Do you see, friends, tonight, his gathering us to himself in this hour when they're rejecting the Messiah, they're rejecting Christ again in this hour by rejecting who he's in. But he has gathered the bride to the groom. Amen. It's an invisible union. Amen. The head and the body uniting as one. Right. Aren't you glad tonight, friends? Yes, that you've recognized your day of visitation. Amen. That the message is more, Brother Harry, brothers come, the message is more than God sent a prophet. Amen. The message is more than just quoting quotes. The message is more than just posting stuff on Facebook to get a fight started. That's not what the message is, friends. But the message is the Word made flesh. The words of the prophet that we could stand here this day and say, if you'd a new Brother Branham, you'd know me. For he spoke of who I am. <laughs> That's who we are tonight. She is him. Bone of his bone, flesh of his flesh, spirit of his spirit, life of his life. She is him. And in that day of Laodicea, when they rejected the groom, 
in this day of the Laodicea of the Gentiles, they once again will reject him in the bride. They're doing it now. They're doing it. They're already, don't listen to the, don't listen to the five-fold ministry no more. Don't listen to them no more. They're, the same spirit that told them not to listen to Jesus is the same spirit telling them not to listen to Jesus. Friends, that's what we're after. Is that going to get me in trouble? Probably. But it's the truth. It's the truth. This is what I see, Brother Terry. This is what I see. If you don't agree with me, you pray for me. But this is what I see. This is who we are. This is the purpose of the message. That we will, we will vindicate Brother Brenham's ministry. By becoming what the message said. The world, the world will not know Brother Brennan was a prophet because of a bridge, because of a cloud picture. But it'll be because of you. Oh, can't you see why I'm so happy? Oh, I've accepted the word of the Lord. Oh, the revealed word that was spoken by the prophet of my. Oh, hallelujah. Are you happy tonight? Oh, can't you see why I'm so happy? Oh, I've accepted. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Jesus tonight, Father. Lord, if I had 10,000 tongues, Lord, I, I couldn't praise you enough, God. But Lord, that these things that you have made known unto us, Lord, that we can see our day, that we can see our hour, that we can see who we are. For a word mirror will always reveal a word image and help us Lord tonight to look close into the mirror and see Lord you're not calling us in this hour just to sit on a pew Lord you're not called us in this hour just to be an organization or, a, or create a doctrine out of somebody's ideal but you called us in this hour to be the word made flesh for you said ye are the light of the world. Oh God. The evening light. Lord, it's, it's not just the name of a church. It's 
It's not just a sign out in the front of a church building, evening light tabernacle. Oh God, where the evening light tabernacle? Where the evening light reflected through the moon, the church, Lord. Showing yourself the same yesterday, today, and forever. Oh God, may we not just walk, Lord, just... Well, I'm in the message. I come three times. They gave me a message book. And I, so, I, you know, I'm, I'm in the... No, God, let, let it not just be that, Lord. Let me not just be in the message. But let the message be in me. Grant it tonight, Lord, we pray, Father. May we look into these things, God. We're not trying to glorify ourselves. We're trying to glorify you, Lord. This is your great accomplishment in this hour. Then it's Satan's Eden of all the Eden. Satan's Eden of the evil, wickedest time. You would bring forth your bride, Lord. Amen. Can anything good come out of Laodicea? Come and see. Come and see what the Lord has done. It is marvelous in our eyes. The Word made flesh once again. Oh God, may we push everything contrary we would push anything contrary to those things away from us, Lord. And feed only on that, God. For we are what we eat, Lord, I pray tonight. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord, that we received the hour of our visitation. That we see you, Lord. God, as we said so many times, we said it here so many times, that if a man came through the back doors bleeding, dragging a cross, and bloody beaten people would scream no doubt it and it wouldn't even be you because you never said you would come like that in this hour lord but when we find what you promised for this hour when we see that being manifested we found the father we've seen the father oh god grant it tonight lord lord I, i'm so grateful i can see you lord and my brothers i can see you in my sisters God, help me tonight to see you in me. To look deep inside, Lord. Grant it tonight, I pray, Father. If you're here, friends, I, maybe you drifted, maybe, you, I, I don't know, young person, mom and dad, whoever you are tonight, maybe you've just, you know, you've got discouraged, you just go through the, through the motions of being in the message, but you feel like you're living beneath your privilege tonight. Maybe you've let, maybe you let circumstances hurt feelings or sickness or troubles or sorrow, whatever it would be for him that you let it dull your eyesight you let it dull your vision that you can't see your hours clear that you can't see he desires to gather you unto himself he desires to pull you up under his wings tonight to love you to take care of you to reveal himself to you in a greater way if you're here tonight and you let the devil tell you it's not for you that god don't love you that you've gone too far but I tell you tonight, there's never been a better time. To be honest, there's never been a better time to come clean. Just come as you are. Just come as you are. Let Him gather you unto Himself. And if you're here tonight, just hear this, Lord, brother, would you just pray for me? The Word has spoke to my heart tonight. God bless that hand, that hand there. God bless that hand. God bless that hand, that hand there. God bless all over the building. Oh, missing friends. Oh, dude, I kiss her. Can you imagine? 
And they said, crucify him, let his blood be upon us and upon our children and our children's children. And I stood there the other day in Poland at the death camp where 1.6 million Jews was annihilated. And I thought about that scriptures. The price for rejecting their day of visitation. And I said, oh Lord, you can see it now, it's brewing. It's beginning to pick up speed. Where they're beginning to persecute the Jews and the Christians. You can see the foundations of the tribulation period moving into gears, moving into motion. The price for rejecting the hour of your visitation. Listen to me, just, just lay hands on one another tonight. I love you, my brother. I love you, my sister. I don't want to miss it. I don't want you to miss it. I want us to be in heaven together. I want us, as we serve together here, I want us to rejoice together there. Oh, Lord. They're not heavy, Lord. They're my brother. They're my sister. Lord, I ask you tonight. Let us see more clear, Lord. Let us not make that fatal mistake. My young brothers, my young sisters, Lord. Mom and Daddy. All of us, Lord. Don't let us miss that call together unto you, Lord. And I ask you tonight, Lord, I know we have trials. I know we have difficulties, but Lord, I ask you tonight, God, may you speak peace to their hearts tonight. May you speak comfort. May they see tonight just how much you love them, Lord. Just how much you care, Lord, that the trials of life is not an indication of whether you love us or whether you hate us, Lord. But you love us simply because you said so. The prophet of God said, God loves you because he sent me to tell you the truth. Oh God, I believe that tonight, Lord. I believe you love us, Lord. You love us enough to come, God, and tell us. To show us the pattern of your word. To show us where we're at in time. To show us what the true bride of Christ is. And Lord, let us hold that goal before us. Forgive us of our sins tonight. Forgive us of our trespasses tonight, Lord, I pray. We humble ourselves down before you. Revive us, Lord. Renew us. Set us on fire again, Lord. Those have got cold. Those have drifted. Oh, God, ignite our souls again. Once more, oh, God, I pray, Lord. Oh, God. Don't let us drift, Lord, in this drifting time. But may we catch the lifeline of the word, Lord, I pray. Grant it tonight, Lord, these great, these great mysteries, these great things that's unfolding, oh God. May we not miss it, Lord, I pray tonight. Grant it, Lord Jesus. Receive our prayers tonight as we lift our voices up on behalf of our brothers and our sisters. Receive our words tonight, God. 
Create anew again, Lord. Revive us again, Lord. Oh, God. Sometimes in battles you get weary. But, oh, God, in the wind of your Holy Spirit, Lord, revive us again. Let's see the final voice to the final age. God speaking through his bride. The spirit of the bride. Say, come. Oh, God, grant it tonight. Receive us, Lord, into you. Receive us under your wings tonight. Gather us unto yourself, Lord. Grant it, Lord, I pray tonight. Let us feel your wings, Lord. Let us feel your breath tonight, Lord. I want to sit at your feet, Lord. Lay my head against your chest. Oh, God. Grant it tonight, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name. Just accept his forgiveness. Just ex- Lord, I receive it tonight, God. I receive your call tonight. I, I feel you pulsating in my heart, Lord. I've lived beneath my privilege, Lord. I want to refocus tonight, God. Grant it, Lord, we pray. Hallelujah. Mary, sing Brother Terry's favorite song, Spirit and the Bride. Amen. Amen. Spirit and the bride, sing, come. The elect of being stirred inside of
or something. I don't know. I just feel good. I believe it, friends. I believe it with all my... I see it in the Word. It's there. The pattern is there. The head and the body uniting is one. Once more, the world will hear from God. His voice will be in His bride. The voice of God speaking through His bride. They'll have thus saith the Lord or keep still. What she says has already been said in the word. She is saying it now. Come out of her, my people. Be not partakers of her sins. And I will receive you unto myself. That where I am, there will ye be also. Amen. He's going to take his little queen with him. He's going to take his little queen with him. Do you love him tonight? Amen. God bless you. It's all hearts clear. Amen. Come back in the morning. I don't know what we're going to preach. We'll preach something. But. Amen. Thank you. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's just bow our heads. Go in the fear of the Lord tonight. Be careful on the way, way home. It's a little bit cold and wet. And we'll see you in the morning. Heavenly Father. Or so, sometimes I wonder, Lord, 
what it'll be like on that day we all gather into your house Lord I've sat in lonely airports and thought about that what will it be like Lord it wouldn't be the same without these folks from Happy Valley so Lord I pray May there not be a one of us. May there not be a one of us missing, Lord. May each of us find our position in the body, Lord. If I'm just a little toe, let me be the best little toe there is. Whatever my capacity, whatever my position, let me find my place. To each piece, Lord comes into its position. Each piece comes into its place. And then we see the image. We realize it's you, Lord. Like the little boy looking in the mirror. Well, Mama, that's me. I am what James said. I, I am what Isaiah I am what the prophet said. Oh, God, grant it tonight, we pray. Go with us now. And travel grace to those on the road, Lord, tonight. And those sick, Lord, I pray that you'd touch them. Those that wanted to come and wasn't able, I pray, Lord, that you just bless them tonight. Those traveling, Lord, over the holidays and to their families, Lord, be, be with them, Lord. I know there's a lot of snow and stuff in the Midwest and different places where it's... Be with them, Lord. And bring everybody safely back, we pray. We just love you tonight, Lord. We just thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your grace. We just want to thank you, Lord, for all that you've done for us. Amen. Grant it tonight. Go with your people, we ask, Father. Bless Brother Donnie, Lord, as he gets a few days rest. Just be with our brother, Lord, we pray. Just commit these things into your hands for your glory, Lord. May the people understand what I was trying to say, Lord, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, saints. Go in the fear of the Lord tonight. It's certainly good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. God bless you. I'm so glad we've recognized the mighty God is here today. Has an
will 